listeners to the Radical Life Support Podcast on the ABCs of the Attributes of God. We are so glad you're joining us again today. Let's start, as always, with our quote from A.W. Tozier, which says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. There are right ways to think about God and wrong ways to think about God. The right ways lead you down one path, and the wrong ways lead you down many other paths. It is always worthwhile to make sure you believe correctly about God's attributes, his nature, and character. Today, we are going to talk about the letter R, that God is righteous. I want to begin by saying up front and boldly that since God created this world, whatever he says about anything in it is right. Since he is God, he gets to decide what is right and what is wrong. There is absolutely 100% nothing wrong about God at all, ever. He is right about how things work, how things should be done, and how to live life rightly. None of his words are wrong. None of his ways are wrong. None of his commands are wrong in any measure whatsoever. To question or to doubt him is our wrong thinking, not his wrong doing. If you get this attribute right, it will place you in a humble position before a righteous God. You can say that something about God isn't right, but you would be wrong. Your thoughts are not higher than his thoughts, and your ways are not higher than his ways. You are not all-knowing, and you are not smarter than him. It is a hard pill to swallow for some, but I respectfully say to you that you are not God. He is God, and he is always right. The righteousness of God is not a part of God's character. It is incorporated into his whole being, making it in unitary agreement with all of his other attributes. All the attributes work together in total. They complete and complement one another. So if God is almighty, whenever he demonstrates his power, it is right. He defends rightly. He keeps us and provides for us in a perfectly right way. And he will be right eternally. He is righteous when he deals with sin and judgment, and he is righteous when he shows mercy and compassion. Holiness and righteousness also affirm one another. God is holy and pure, so no sin or wrong is in him. When we say God is righteous, we are saying that this attribute is in perfect agreement with his holy nature. You can be assured that his actions are done for the right reasons with holy intentions. Righteousness and justice are often used interchangeably in the Old and New Testament. When we say God is just, we say that he always does what is right and what should be done, and he does it consistently and without partiality or prejudice. God is always right and fair in his judgments. The word righteous in Greek means observing divine laws, virtuous, upright, just, keeping the commands of God. Righteousness is the act of doing what is in agreement with God's standards, the state of being in proper relationship with God. This is regarding man's relationship to God, conforming to God's standards. If you say a man is godly, then he is doing God's commands, which are right. God does not conform to an outside standard of righteousness, nor is he measured by one. He is the standard of what is right. And since God is always right, that means that any standard he sets is right. If he says he is good and righteous, then we know he will act according to his nature in all his ways, consistently right and always good. 
He cannot act in any other way than who he is or go against his nature. God always acts righteously. So as we do in all our podcasts, let's reveal God is righteous through the word, through creation, through Jesus, and in our hearts. How does God reveal himself as righteous through the word? God says about himself in Isaiah 45, 21, There is no God apart from me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is no one but me. God reveals his righteousness through his will for the world. As it says in Deuteronomy 4, 8, What other nation is so great as to have such righteous decrees and laws as this body of laws I'm setting before you today? We know he is righteous because it says in Nehemiah 9, 8, You have kept your promise because you are righteous. It would not be a righteous thing to do to not keep your promises. These are the things that are so wonderful about God. When you rely on who he is, like he is righteous in all his ways, then you never have to worry that he will make a wrong or unrighteous decision. And you can relax because you know he reigns in righteousness. He is not like other flawed leaders. My NIV commentary states that the righteousness of God in the Psalms often refers to the faithfulness with which he acts. This faithfulness is in full accordance with his commitments to his people and his status as the divine king, to whom the powerless may look for protection, the oppressed for redress, and the needy for help. Here are some verses from the Psalms. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Love and faithfulness go before you. For the Lord is righteous. He loves justice. Upright men will see his face. Righteous are you, O Lord, and your laws are right. The statutes you have laid down are righteous. They are fully trustworthy. He will judge the world in righteousness, the people in his truth. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. There is a right way to speak about God and a wrong way to speak about God. We should not speak in generalizations, especially on those things that are not backed up by Scripture. We should only speak about God as he has declared himself in his word. If we believe his word, then his word says he's righteous. Our response and attitude to God should be as Psalm 71:24 says, My tongue will tell of your righteous acts. Other verses say, His righteousness lasts forever. His righteousness never fails. He shows himself holy by righteousness. He has awesome deeds of righteousness. And we should seek his righteousness because he guides in paths of righteousness. You never have to worry that God will lead you down a wrong path. He wants only for us to go down his right path because he knows that it is best. God uses metaphors in his word to explain that his righteousness is firm and unlimited. Like Psalms 36, 6, your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. And Psalms 71, 19, your righteousness reaches to the skies. So how does God reveal himself as righteous through creation? In God's created world, there is an inherent sense of right and wrong, good and evil. We are born with it and societal laws are formed by it. We are moved by extreme hatred and extreme love. We see the difference. We are aghast by cowards and astonished by heroes. We are not born good. It is painful to face the fact that we are born in sin. If we are born good, then we wouldn't have to teach our children about what is right and wrong, what is rude and polite. 
They do what is wrong all on their own without any help from us. Parents actually spend most of their time teaching children to do what is right. Even though certain things appear clearly right or wrong, people want to make things questionable or gray, such as areas regarding conformity to God's standards. These standards are becoming less important, and people are calling them irrelevant. The farther a person gets from God, the grayer or amoral life becomes. People want to set their own standards and want to live by their own morals. They want to be their own gods. What is right becomes wrong, and what is wrong becomes right, depending on a person's point of view. Have you heard the expression that ignorance of the law is no excuse? Ignorance does not mean that the law is wrong or that the law does not exist or can't be enforced. If you tell an officer that you didn't know that you had to make a complete stop at a stop sign, it's still against the law that you didn't stop completely and you can still get a ticket. The stop sign was not put there arbitrarily. It was set in place on purpose to protect you and others from accidents. The same is true of God's law and commandments. Even if you didn't know, as Jesus said, that just lusting after a woman while married is also a sin, you are still guilty of adultery. That commandment wasn't put in place arbitrarily by God. God knows that a sinful thought can lead to adultery. It was set in place to protect the marriage and to keep the marriage strong for the protection of the children in the nuclear family. There are thousands of general principles like these in God's created world. When you go against what is right by God's standard, God has set up negative consequences. People get hurt and lives can be destroyed. I cannot even think of an instance when people who are motivated by a selfish perspective that that somehow enhances a relationship. Selfishness tears down relationships. It doesn't build them up. And that is not how good relationships are formed. Lies are never a good thing, and people who lie try to hide their lies in darkness. If you have to hide something, then you know internally it is wrong. When truth is revealed and brought to the light, freedom is found, justice can be served, and healing begins. These are God's guiding principles set in our world and in our conscience. Think about all the things that enslave people. Drugs, alcohol, gambling, sexual addiction, greed, food obsession, cigarette smoking, etc., etc. Anything that consumes your life will control you and can lead you to depression, overdose, sickness, bankruptcy, prison, and possibly suicide. There is hardly a time when things end well once you start down any of those paths. There really are right and healthy paths and wrong and destructive paths to follow. The Bible's words are still true today. You will reap what you sow. And there are warnings like, be careful who your friends are. You will become who you hang out with. It also seems a general principle that doing what is wrong is easier than doing what is right. People found it hard to follow Jesus' teachings because they meant self-sacrifice and going beyond yourself for others. He said to pray for your enemies, do good to those who hate you, forgive all offenses, give when you have nothing, love those who are different than you, confess your sins to one another. The golden rule is still true today. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love others as you love yourself. Jesus lived by God's perfect standards in our created world. 
even people who don't believe that Jesus was the Son of God still think, based on how he lived, that he was a good teacher. Jesus lived in obedience to the Father's righteous ways for you and for me. How does God reveal himself as righteous through Jesus? Well, let's start first by saying that Jesus is righteous too. A messianic prophecy of Jesus in Jeremiah 23, 5 through 6 says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. This is the name by which he shall be called the Lord our righteousness. And they're speaking of Jesus here. Jesus came, as stated in Matthew 3.15, to fulfill all righteousness. All God's righteous requirements for the Messiah were fully met in Jesus. Righteousness cannot be gained through the law or moral rules. We can't do all the right things and somehow earn a place in heaven by right living. So Jesus lived that perfect right life in our place. Philippians 1.11 says the fruit of righteousness comes through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the standard for right living, and he told the religious leaders of the day that their standard of righteousness was false. They had a form of external righteousness, but their hearts were far from God. The ultimate sin is self-righteousness. Jesus condemned those who thought they were righteous in their own eyes and didn't need salvation. Jesus called them out as wicked and unrighteous. Jesus said he came to save those who were sick and knew they needed a savior those who asked for mercy. God isn't about looking at external righteousness that has a lot to do with tradition and ceremony, but he's looking at internal righteousness. We need to start with an internal desire to be righteous, and then the external righteousness should flow out from our heart. Jesus had both the right heart and the right actions. God is not impressed with a form of morality. He blesses those who are poor in spirit, gentle, merciful, pure in heart, and those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. When we measure and judge ourselves and others by external standards, everyone falls short. Romans three twenty one through 23 says, But now a righteousness of God apart from the law has been manifested, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all those who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. In 1 John 2, 1, Jesus Christ is called the righteous one. Jesus was the only person to live without sin, the only truly righteous person. We are unrighteous and he is righteous. We can be saved only through a righteousness, not our own, the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ died for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body and made alive by the Spirit. The good news of the gospel is that salvation by grace is offered to all men and by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Men can be forgiven of their sins and made righteous. 1 John 2.29 says, If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. What does it mean to be the righteousness of God? The righteousness of God in Christ means that you are justified, declared righteous because you have had your sins cleansed by Jesus Christ. You have acknowledged and repented of your sin and trusted in the righteousness of Christ for your salvation. Now that you're in a right position for God through Jesus Christ, 
think about it. God doesn't ask us to do anything that he didn't already ask his son to do. And Jesus already did everything rightly when he lived on this planet. How does God reveal himself as righteous in our hearts? The righteousness of God should be what your heart desires. It should be the guiding principle for the people of God. God is not interested in a legalistic keeping of rules and commandments. Salvation is not based on works, lest any man should boast that he's better than anyone else through his works. Good works don't make you righteous. We are all saved through grace in Jesus Christ. God is interested in men seeking to know the heart of God and pleasing him by doing that which he delights and that which he does. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, Put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. When you become born again, it is a new way of living. It is very important to keep yourself right spiritually. We need to daily examine our hearts, repent of any sins, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Righteousness will guard and protect your life from negative consequences of sin and unrighteousness. Living in righteousness means you have a clean heart and a clear conscience before God because you know you're doing the right things. Adam and Eve hid in the garden after they sinned. They knew they had done wrong and so didn't want to present themselves to God. They were ashamed and embarrassed. When you live rightly, you have nothing to hide from God, and you can come into God's loving presence boldly and confidently. This is how you want to live your life. No other path will bring you this peace and assurance. God asks us to avoid all thoughts and actions that are in offense to the righteousness of God. And how do you know how to live your life in righteousness? You read God's instruction manual, the Bible, and obey it. It is filled with truth, like it says in Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. From this you know that you need to keep the right things in your mind and the right things in your heart. It takes work and self-discipline and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. If we say we love God, yet we don't live in righteousness, then we are liars. We mustn't do the things that the wicked do or follow the ways of the world. That path is broad and the gate is wide. Many enter it, but it leads to destruction. The Bible says that the path of righteousness is narrow and few find it. But that path leads to life and it is totally worth the effort. It is my prayer for you that you daily wear your breastplate of righteousness and carry your shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit and face your days with Jesus Christ. Living a radical life for Jesus means believing that God is righteous. Thank you again for listening. If you know of anyone who can benefit from hearing about God's wonderful attributes, please share this podcast with them. Remember that we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for us under Radical Life Support. If you have a question about God in any form from any of our episodes, please email us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Look for us every Friday on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the next Attribute of God. Next time, we will be talking about the letter S. Talk to you then.